Hey friends, welcome back to the Catwalk. My name is Clark Cowden. I'm your host for this podcast, and I want to thank you for joining with me again for this week's message. Today we are wrapping up our series on the story of Jonah from the Old Testament by talking about our relationship with God's world. We're going to look at the story of Jonah and see what it tells us about uh, how involved we should be in the world. Uh, sometimes we want to avoid the world. We want to hibernate. We want to become hermits. We want to keep it as far away as possible. And yet God keeps pushing us into the world to deal with uh, difficult things for redemptive purposes. And God puts us on a mission to make a difference in the world in ways that we don't always enjoy, but in ways that are always very important and very needed. So I invite you to sit back and relax and reflect on this message about our relationship with God's world. A few weeks ago, we finished our series of messages on the story of Jonah from the Old Testament. But there's so much that God teaches us in this brief book that I wanted to take one more opportunity to consider some of the big ideas that speak into our lives today. The book of Jonah talks about our relationship to God's world. Throughout history, different churches and different denominations have taken different positions on what our relationship to God's world should look like. Should we withdraw from the world as much as possible because it's such a bad place? Or do we immerse ourselves in the world to try to change it and make it better? Do we blend in so much that we look like everybody else? Or should we stand out and look strange or odd so that the world might see that there is a better way? As we consider these questions, I would like for us to think about three things we see in the story of Jonah. It's about embracing the storms, embracing the other, and embracing the mission. To begin with, rather than reading from the book of Jonah, I'd like to begin with a story about Jesus that has a lot in common with the story of Jonah. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41 says this. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. 
So the first thing we see in the story of Jonah is that it is about embracing the storms. This story about Jesus is very much like the story of Jonah. Both Jesus and Jonah are out on the water in boats. Both Jesus and Jonah's boats are overtaken by the storms. Both storms are described as particularly violent. Both Jesus and Jonah are asleep in the middle of the storm. In both stories, the other people on the boat have to wake them up, afraid that they are about to die, and call on them to do something. In both stories, there is a miraculous intervention by God where the storm automatically calms down. And finally, in both stories, after the storm calms down, both the sailors and the disciples are described as being more terrified than they were in the storm. The parallels between the two stories cannot be a coincidence. Jonah's willingness to die to save the sailors on his boat points us to Jesus' even greater willingness to die for us and bring us a much greater salvation from which a much greater storm has come about. Unlike Jonah, Jesus was not thrown into the water because he came to save us from a fate worse than drowning. Jesus was able to calm the storm on the Sea of Galilee and save his disciples because later on the cross, he was thrown into the ultimate storm of divine wrath to save us from sin and death itself. In Matthew 12, 40, Jesus said, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. <clears throat> the story of Jonah shows us that all sin has a storm attached to it. Jonah deserved the storm he went through, but the sailors on the boat did not deserve the storm they went through. Sometimes the storms we face in our lives are our fault, and sometimes they aren't. But in either case, Romans 8.28 tells us that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. John Newton, who wrote the hymn Amazing Grace, once said that suffering now prevents greater suffering later. The greatest danger of all is that we never become aware of our blindness, our pride, and our self-sufficiency. There's an old story that was written a long time ago about a witch who lived in a remote cottage in a deep forest. When travelers came through looking for lodging, she would offer them a meal and a bed for the night. It was the most comfortable bed any of them had ever slept in. But the bed was full of dark magic. And if you were asleep when the sun came up in the morning, you would turn to stone. Then you became a stone figure in the witch's garden and trapped until the end of time. The witch forced a young girl to be her servant, and though she was powerless to resist the witch, she became filled with pity for all her victims 
that were turned to stone. So one day when a young man stopped by looking for a meal and lodging for the night, the young girl just couldn't take it anymore. She threw sticks and stones and thistles into his bed. It made the bed horribly uncomfortable. Every time he turned over, he felt another painful object in his back. Each time he would throw one out of the bed, she would throw another in to replace it. He hardly slept at all, and he finally gave up trying to sleep before the sun rose in the morning. As he walked out the front door, he snapped at the servant girl. How could you give a traveler such a terrible bed of sticks and stones? <clears throat> she replied, the misery you know now is nothing like the infinitely greater misery that a comfortable sleep would have brought upon you. Those were my sticks and stones of love. He didn't realize that the pain he endured that night actually saved his life. I think sometimes God puts sticks and stones in our beds to wake us up, to get us to rely on him, lest the evil forces of our world overtake us without Christ in our hearts, and we be turned to stone forever. In Ezekiel 36, 26, God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Part of the message of Jonah is about embracing the storms. The second message of the story of Jonah is about embracing the other. Jonah doesn't like the Ninevites. They're a different race. They're a different religion. God loves them when Jonah doesn't. And part of the message of Jonah is that God calls us to love people who are different from us. We are called to love our neighbors even when they look different than we do, and even when they believe different than we do. And on the boat, the captain of the ship rebukes Jonah for not doing anything for the common good. This tells us that as Christians, we can't just think about building up the church, as important as that is. We must also work for the common life and the common good of our communities. Jonah had allowed himself to become too aligned politically and emotionally with the national security interests of Israel. That's still an easy trap for us to fall into today. We have seen a resurgence in Christian nationalism in our time, where some people think that the only way to be a good American is to be a white Christian. These people are angry at people of other races. They want to keep people of other religions out of our country. Rather than loving our neighbors, they want to build a barrier to keep other people away because there's something about them that is bad. Jonah would have felt very much at home with the Christian nationalists of today. 
But Jonah's story is about how God was at work to change his heart. The grace of God and the good news of Jesus Christ is something God wants us to share with everyone. God doesn't want us to wait for others to come to us. He wants us to go to them. The message of the Bible is not for us to tolerate other people, but to love other people, to embrace other people. <clears throat> we will never convince other people to become Christians if we just tolerate them, if we just put up with them, or if we just grudgingly throw them a few crumbs. God calls us to embrace them with our whole hearts. So in Galatians 3:28, the Apostle Paul writes, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, male nor female, but you are all one in Christ Jesus. This doesn't mean that when you become a Christian, you stop being black or white or Hispanic or Asian. It doesn't mean you stop being a man or a woman. What it means is that those categories no longer define you as fully as they used to. It means you don't rely on those things for worth and honor in the same way. Now you are a Christian before anything else. You are a Christian first and a white person or a black person second. Being a Christian now gives you some objectivity and some distance so you can see both the good and the bad parts of our culture, both the good and the bad elements of our country. Being a Christian helps you see things more clearly, and Christ helps us learn how to embrace the other. Thirdly, the story of Jonah is about embracing the mission. Like Jonah, every believer is called to go. We all go somewhere. Sometimes we are called to go to places we like, and sometimes we're called to go to places like Nineveh that we don't like. Sometimes we're called to go to places that are far away, and sometimes we are called to go to places nearby. Going somewhere in mission always means leaving something behind. It usually means leaving safety and security in order to share the good news of Jesus with others. It usually involves taking a risk and opening yourself up and becoming vulnerable. Mission is not just for the spiritually elite or for the well-rested or for extroverts or for those with theological training. Mission is for every person who belongs to Jesus. God is by nature a sending God. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. God doesn't allow us to withdraw from the world. God doesn't want us to hole up inside our comfortable homes and avoid the world. God calls us to embrace our mission and go into the world. Jesus calls us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. 
God keeps sending us places where other people need us. They need to see us. They need to hear us. They need our contributions. The book of Jonah shows us that our mission involves calling people to repentance and working for justice. They are two sides of the same coin. God's mission involves both the spiritual and the physical, both the mental and the relational. Repentance is about no longer doing what is wrong. Justice is about doing what is right. The Bible calls us to stop doing what is wrong in our individual lives <clears throat> and also to stop doing what is wrong on a societal level, a community level, a group level. We are called to do the right thing both individually and collectively. Entire groups, companies, organizations, and countries have ways of encouraging us to either do the right things or the wrong things. And part of our mission is to correct what is wrong in our culture and to stimulate good, healthy ways of thinking and living for all people. This brings glory to God. As we work against what is wrong and work in favor of what is right, the story of Jonah reminds us that we always need to act with grace. <clears throat> God has given us his grace that we don't deserve, so we are called to extend grace to others even when they don't deserve it. We are not called to have a condemning, judgmental spirit, but to call out what is wrong and work for what is right with God's spirit of grace. Grace becomes the background music of our lives. Ephesians 5, 18 and 19 says, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Jonah had to learn how to be a gracious person. Grace is the underlying current that carries us down the rivers and streams of our lives. Grace is what keeps us afloat when the storms come up. Grace is what keeps us calm when everything around us is falling apart. Grace is what makes us realize that if you were a hundred times worse than you are right now, your sins would still be no match for God's mercy. So the story of Jonah is about our relationship with God's world. It's about embracing the storms, embracing the other, and embracing our mission. The story of Jonah is about how God won't let us run away from him, run away from our calling in our life, or run away from our responsibility to the world. The story of Jonah is about how the grace of God overcomes our hatred for others and our self-righteousness and our pride. The story of Jonah is about how God relentlessly pursues us in order to liberate us from the things that threaten to enslave us 
and control us. It's a story that shows us the only way we can truly be free is to be a servant of God. The call of God on Jonah is like the call of God on us. It shows us that sometimes it's a painful process to surrender ourselves to his will for our lives and to truly love him more than our country. It shows us that the mark of those who have experienced the grace of God is compassion, not contempt, for people who are not like us. It shows us that the love of God and the justice of God go together and that we cannot preach to our community without loving our community. God's compassion for our world means that we can't isolate ourselves from our world. Jesus entered our world to do what Jonah was reluctant to do for his. The story of Jonah encourages us to embrace the storms, embrace the other, and embrace our mission. God bless. Stay safe. See you soon.